Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We really appreciate it. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul Bookman. That's Espo. And we are hanging out once again in the VIP Lounge because the Crunch Time Suns did it again. The Phoenix Suns took down the Philadelphia 76ers 114-109. to the Suns have now beat the Bulls and the Sixers in back-to-back games on the road. How you guys Suck feeling? Suck it, the rest of the country. <laughs> the Phoenix Suck Suns are the best team in the NBA, you jabronis. Suck it! <laughs> that was the worst rock impression I've ever heard in my life. Just something different. I had to mix it up. By the way, Saul, I gave you shit the other night. This chat is smaller than it used to be. I told you. I can't read it's that. It's absolute oh dog shit. Like, they made the words so small you can't even read them anymore. I had to get Shane to come in because, because Jacob insisted that this is the way it always is and it can never change. And I'm like, Jacob, Thanks. you need glasses. Get the fuck off my stage. That's this fantastic. is not for you. Sean, thank you very much. My old man eyes could not take where it was. was like, we can read the Cove crazy comments now. We just need yes. to point out real quick that the uh, top knot Lindsay Bunn is 1-0 one and o one and o. on she the season. So I get to keep yeah. it, you, and you I'm didn't, so excited. You didn't know, but Saul and I had the scissors ready. We were cutting it off <laughs> if they lost. So Yeah, well, that wouldn't have been the only thing that got cut tonight. <laughs> but Ooh. we'll move on from that Ooh. one at Ooh. one point in time. Yeah. I love my hair. It took a long time to grow. At one point in time in tonight's game, the 76ers were up 14 points, but they could not just put this one away because the Phoenix Suns just refuse to let them have this one. Well, like I said, the Phoenix Suns are not the East. Yeah. They're just not. This is true. They're also and, very and, and, resilient. Yeah, and most of the West, you know, outside of maybe two teams. So, like, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA for a reason is because they don't just give up games mm-hmm. um, unlike the rest of the East does. We're, we're back to geography. Phoenix is not in the East, mm-hmm. and they're better than all the West. No, look, tonight was all about this team doing what they do. They just they, they grind teams down. Chris Paul, when uh, you know when things started to look like it was going south, got pissed off, hit a handful of shots. All of a sudden, things swung in their favor, and then Devin Booker – down the down the stretch, he played the hot hand, as we said in the graphic. He was capping crunch time tonight, mm-hmm. and just got it done. I, this we almost take it for granted again. Another thirty point game for Book. It's like well, thirty five points, and we're like, ah, that was nice. I'm, okay, uh, on to the next thing. <laughs> you know, it's just this is this is reality now, right? This is what you get from this team, night in, night out. You love it. All right, let's head over to the bar. Kick things off with some beverages. What are we drinking tonight, Espo? Oh, we are drinking some Fireball. We lost our Leah was going to do that. She walked out of the room. All right, (laughs) I see how it is. We're drinking Fireball tonight. Uh, It is an awful thing to drink, but uh, it gets drunk real quick. So there's that. But it's in honor of Chris Paul and, and what he was able to do there when the Suns were down 14 and turned that that deficit into a lead pretty quickly. Yeah, I got a little bit of fire under himself and his teammates to uh, get things turned around here for the Phoenix Suns. Shout out to Thomas with the $10 Super Chat. They said, Lindsay's bun is 1-0. and Yeah, let's go. <laughs> what was that again? 
Hi. I couldn't do it. I Let's was like, go. I just couldn't, you know, that's why I had to like whisper away from the mic. <laughs> 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 I just want to go on the record and say Lindsay's IE was far better than yours. Oh, no like, shit, Saul. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> How come your voice changes when you when you say the drink of the night? Like the drink of the night is fireball. And I was like, like, what the fuck is going ball. on? Right Pitbull? Isn't that isn't it fireball pitbull? I don't know. Does he say it like that? Yes. Am I okay? You, thank Does you, Sean. Just like that? Sean in the background is is sheepishly going yes. Fireball. Yeah, but it's not like fireball. He definitely uh, has a, a voice to him. That's yes. for sure. Yeah. Whatever. So I don't see you. I don't see you slaving over a hot mic trying to give the people the voices they want to hear. Yes, because yes, everybody was slaving. Yeah, jabroni. You showed me rock clips today, and now I've just slipped into this really know, bad rock now, impersonation. Yeah, I, this is a bad, bad. I'm never showing him <laughs> WWE clips again. Why not? Because I don't want to deal with this. What are you kidding me? All the right. Worst rock impression ever. Right now. <laughs> Would you guys say that this was? Uh, the best win of the season for the Suns, no. or one of, or maybe one well, of the toughest wins. A, a quality win on the tail end of a back-to-back against a good Easter Conference team. But this is, like I said, this is standard. Mm-hmm. This is standard for this team. I, I don't know if we're ever going to have another big win necessarily outside of maybe a revenge game on Thursday yeah. mm-hmm. against the Bucks. If they win that game, it'll be it'll be. It'll be a good win. It'll be a big win. But I kind of just expect them to win every game now. Yeah. So it's, you know, kind of more disappointing if they lose than it is, like, surprising if they win. When they sense. when they whoop those Lakers candy asses uh, the next time they play, that'll be another quality win, too. I mean, another another wrestling reference. Good job, Espo. Good job, Espo. Uh, <laughs> Brian Espo's the Walmart Leah? What the hell? I take, I take so many shots from the chat you for do. no reason. You absolutely do. I don't know. I thought this was a really solid win just because it's the second night of a back-to-back. They played two good Eastern Conference teams in this back-to-back, and they were down 14 at one point. Like, they could have just... Stepped aside eyes? and let was this I, one get away from them, but they refused the to do that. Yeah. So, what are you guys? Oh, oh, hold on, super chat cool. from Code JJM. Like totally that. distracted. I didn't Sorry, realize that was Code JJM yeah, with the twenty dollars super chat okay. said Espo's beard or Saul's arms. Nah, it's definitely Lindsay's bun. Yeah, By the for way, sure, it's Lindsay's bun for sure. But I didn't even realize my arms were in the game, so I was <laughs> stoked. I'm just, I'm just gonna be honest. When I was reading that, while trying to listen to you. I read the last thing on that list as plural, and I was oh, going to be dear. very, 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 very angry. Oh, JJM is far too respectful uh, for that. And then I would have been far like, you know what, Lizzie, about that 90% thing? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I Inside can see that. joke. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're not going to name our draft king king of the game just yet, but we want you guys to weigh in. We're, we're going to get to it in just a few minutes, but weigh in in the chat. Who do you guys think? is the king of the game tonight for you. Let us know if we land on the right uh, player or if we're all on the same page and we'll kind of go from there. So drop them in the chat real quick. Somebody called it a sumo bun. A sumo bun? (laughs) Metal Mike says... Should do a show where Espo's impersonating Saul and Saul is impersonating Espo. Jeez, that would be a I want to know what what the impression of of me is. I just scream the whole show and drop F-bobs. Basically. uh, is that it? That's the only impression. <laughs> <Just Yes. kidding. laughs> okay. 
Okay, you guys ready to <laughs> they, keep they, going? They, they, they've heard my impression of Espo. And, yes. And they, they've been clamoring for it again, but Give I... Give me... I'd love to... No. Can I, come on. I gotta, come on, I want to hear The mood's got to strike. It's got to be like very Let's whiny get you in the mood. and high-pitched. Like, on. the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Like, that's kind of the vibe, what? I think it is. So. I, really? Yeah. In my ears, it is. What the, <laughs> yes, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> Is that, is that what Am you're I seeing? wrong? Am <laughs> <Yeah>. I wrong? <laughs> wow. Um, okay. I don't even know where to go from here. We've broken <laughs> Lindsay once again. We did. All right. So should we kind of go maybe quarter by quarter with this one and break down kind of where we saw things change? Maybe some pieces of uh, little nuggets that we liked from each quarter. I mean, the first quarter was... So so, Devin and Mikel came out hot again in the first quarter, which was always good to see. Yes, always good to see. <laughs> well, look, and Mikel, uh, and Mikel came out at like a guy who had twenty play, twenty family members sitting row two tonight. I mean, he came out mm-hmm. had ten in that first quarter, was aggressive, played very well, uh, and and you knew it meant something for him to be playing in Philly. Obviously, he's done it before, but but it always means something to go home. And be able to play in front of that crowd. So that first quarter, he owned it. Uh, and then, you know, Book's book. Yeah. The first the first two quarters, book, Book's just book, man. He takes care of it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the second quarter wasn't exactly the best quarter for the Phoenix Suns. The Sixers started on a 9-2 run. The bench unit kind of had some lapses there in, in uh, transition defense. Kind of gave the Sixers a little bit of energy there. We can move past the second quarter and go into the third. I agree. Which also didn't start off very well in the no. Suns' favor either. I will say either. this about the first half, though. It was lightning fast. It was. It was very quick. I think it was less than an hour. It definitely was close it was to. 45 yeah. minutes, which I is think crazy. our discussion of death in the pregame show lasted longer than the first half <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Um, but the third quarter, so the Sixers came out. They started on a 10-0 run. They were defensively really locked in. It kind of looked like the Suns were tired at the beginning of that quarter. Shots just weren't falling in the way that they're used to. But as we mentioned with the fireball, Chris Paul got pissed off, picked up a tech, and it kind of just like turned things around for this team. They found a little burst of energy after that. Well, based off of what happened in Chicago and some of those crazy calls that that the Suns encountered, um, it started going down that road again, and Chris Paul was like, no, nah, I'm not having that tonight. And mm-hmm. um, He got a little fired up. Dudes were talking trash left and right, and Chris Paul, um, some, for some reason, I think he was going out, M- Matisse Thibel had said something to him, and, and he kind of stared him down and kind of did the whole laugh and then not yeah. laugh thing, you know, like <laughs> he did before with the Rockets. And uh, then all of a sudden, he just started attacking mm-hmm. and changed the game. I almost wonder, and I know it didn't actually go down this, but it feels like, uh, on the tail end of a back-to-back, right, usually you run out of gas in that third and fourth quarter. Like mm-hmm. It felt like the Suns almost went, all right, we're going to sacrifice that second and half of the third to make sure we have energy to close out this game in ways because they finished strong. They they didn't seem to have the tired legs all of a sudden after Chris Paul got pissed off, uh, and it just kind of fueled them. And this team just has a switch. They find They get... Close enough, and then just flip it every freaking time. Yep. Uh, They got the game back within four with just a few minutes left in the third, and then they kind of rounded out that whole quarter, 28-15 to run. 
and got it within one heading into the fourth quarter. And then, of course, we all know how that one played out. But there was it was it was a really cool fourth quarter, especially the crunch time minutes of this game to see how so many different people kind of stepped up. DeAndre in defensively on Joel Embiid. He did a really good job down the stretch. Uh, Jay Crowder, even though there were questionable times throughout this game, we know Jay's a little bit streaky. He had some really big plays late in this game that really were monumental. Yeah, and we were questioning sitting here watching the game, why why was he in that crunch time lineup? And Saul, I think you actually even said, hey, it probably should be Cam Johnson. No, I didn't say it probably should. It should be Cam Johnson. Like Jay Crowder had one good play, and it was a four-point play, obviously, because it came off of a made Chris Paul free throw, then a miss, and then he got the ball back and hit Chris Paul for the three. But outside of that, I I think Cam Johnson – listen, Jay's offense is severely – below where cam johnson's offense is and defensively there's just a minimal difference Mm -hmm. so in my opinion cam johnson should be the one in the fourth quarter that gets a majority of the minutes because jay crowder cannot be trusted on the perimeter in the fourth quarter i just can't he finds a way to make those plays like tonight where he gets that that steal and kicks it back out to chris paul for that three and it winds up being one of the biggest turning points of this game to me can you discredit what Jay's ability to do in those kind of situations? And do you trust Cam to be able to do the same kind of thing in the clutch right now? I mean, we'll never know until he gets that opportunity, right? Like, I, I just – Cam Johnson is developing um, at, a, at a very high level, and everybody knows it, right? And um, I think that he's proven that he can be trusted in the games, especially in the fourth quarter. He's been in the fourth quarter before when Jay was out, mm-hmm. and and he performed admirably. Like, so I, I don't know, like – I don't know. I'd rather have that offense out there, um, especially especially on the back end of a of a of a back to back, and you know fatigue could be a factor, if you will. And I don't know. I just trust Cam Johnson more, and he's the future. So I'd rather see him in there now. I, I just that, I've I've come across I've come over that line. I appreciate the little things that Jay does in those crunch times, the rebounds that he got mm-hmm. tonight, that you know the the steal, like the kick out, those kind of things. I don't know that I trust Cam enough yet to be that guy to do that. If if other guys are struggling offensively, I hear you. Like if if guys could just not hit other than Jay, I you know I get that because Cam can be instant offense, but he wasn't great offensively tonight either. So it wasn't as if you were sitting an extremely hot Cam Johnson in exchange for Jay no, Crowder. No, but he has, he has been so. far more consistent than Jay Crowder, which isn't really saying much no. because Jay Crowder is so up and down, it's not even funny. And, again, I go back to when we get to the playoffs, there were games, like in the finals, if you remember, we all would sit there and be like, if he hit his first three, we were like, okay, it's going to be a good day night. Yeah. And then if he didn't, it was like, oh, shit, what are we going to get? Mm-hmm. Over 10? Over 15? You know what I mean? And I just think this year – Jay doesn't have that 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 leash that's that long anymore. Like if he starts off 0 for 3, 0 for 4 in a game against the Bucks in the finals, get his ass out and put Cam in because Cam's far more consistent and you need that extra scoring punch. So against the Philadelphia 76ers, they got the jump job done tonight. Like credit to them, but I just would like to start seeing Cam in the fourth quarter a little bit more. It's a personal preference. Yeah, that's fair. I mean like you said, they got the job done tonight. Thank goodness for that. Um, Jay did not put up any points tonight, but he did have four rebounds, which was really important for this 
this one and then four assists and two steals and a block in there as well. So even though he wasn't doing anything offensively or contributing offensively, he still was to, contributing to the game. To Espo's ways. point about Jay, though, he's right. It, it, like Jay does do so many of the little things yeah. that you, that don't come up in a box score. And I'm not trying to underplay that whatsoever. I'm just talking about like how when do we start when does that 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 balance start to tilt in Cam Johnson's way? And I feel like we're really getting there pretty quick. Next season, he's the starter. Till then, but it's about winning a championship this year. Yeah, well, yeah. And Cam John, Cam Johnson developing and getting hot is what's going to separate the Suns if they don't make a move. Is what's going to separate the Suns and put them over the top in the finals. I'll give you that on a night that Cam's hot, ride with him in the fourth. Mm-hmm. On a night where. It's a wash. I'd rather have Jay in the intangibles. Can we scroll back up to Manuel, Manuel's comment? Jay was Espo at the bar in college, never scores, but cleans the glass well. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I I appreciate it. I scored plenty. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so Code JJM well, well, I hope said, you're asleep. <laughs> solo act. Code JJ. <laughs> Want to go home with you tonight? Sure. All right. After those fireball shots that we went to the bar for. Comment of the year, says Brian. Um, Ready to get things back on track? Yeah, let's go. Please. Okay. Can we discuss the little things that Jay does that make him a priority over Cam? Is it just the experience? No. no, So attitude, defense, rebounding. Like I think we undervalue sometimes physicality, his swagger, and his physicality that that give this team an edge at times. Like you go back, you know, it's happened times this season. But think back to that Lakers series in particular. His swagger, his his toughness swung that series at a time where uh, where it was still in the balance. Those are the little things that I like that Jay does that I don't think Cam's quite there yet. There's some small little things outside of just, you know, like for instance, there's been a couple times where Jay is, is, is playing defense, help defense, and a shot goes up, and Jay knows he can't get to the ball. Mm-hmm. But he will block out or seal off a defender in a way that will 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 help some one of his other teammates get to the ball before a defender or an offender can get it, or like an offense rebound. Like there's small little things in the game if you watch Jay that he he excels at. He yeah. excel that's why he's stuck around in the league and why he's he's so desired by a lot of teams. Well, he's been to back to back finals too. Yep. And I mean as MCG Blue said in the chat, um, basically it's a good problem to have that we can all say air and debate Cam Johnson versus yes. Jay, who starts, who finishes, who gets more minutes. Mm-hmm. Because they both are so impactful. That and depending on the night, you you want Cam to start. You want Jay to finish. You maybe want to mix it up a little bit because both of them contribute in such great ways to this team. So um, we could we're in we're in good shape at least for the most part. We're there was another shape. comment way earlier uh, by. Uh, can you keep going? It's, it was it was pretty far back. What is it about? Uh, I, I'm trying to remember, but it was a good question. <laughs> I wanted to get back to it. Keep going further, 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 further. Keep going. This, keep going. Keep this going. is just this is yeah, great, yeah, this is keep, great yeah, keep, show keep right going, here. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Well, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep trolling. Sorry. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh Don't stop. God. I'll tell you when to stop. No. Just keep going. No uh, whammy. Stop. Caesar Morales asked, <laughs> "Is seventy wins out of the question for the Suns?" And they and he he even cited that they have 
the sixth easiest schedule left in the league. Um, I want to say that it's out of reach because they only have two games to play with because they have ten losses. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's it would be tough. tough. You would have they, to finish off what twenty-eight and two or something. What's yeah, the record right now? Yeah, yeah. Forty-four and ten. Look, look. The Suns, yeah. the Suns will finish with their best record in franchise history. I don't think they're gonna hit the seventy-one mark. That's tough. That's a very slim margin they, for they error. They have to go twenty-six and two down the stretch. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. Especially if you wind up locking up yeah. a, a one seed, you know, with a handful of games to go. Are you really gonna fight for seventy just? For the, to say you got 70, I think we're looking 60, 63 to 66 wins is probably where where they wind up at. I'm going to have um, to go back and look at what I put down as my prediction for this year. I think I said 63 myself. Did well, you? I think, the, I think the Vegas line was 51 and a half. And, yeah. that was, I, and we all said was, it was I, I took the over We on all that. said yeah. that, that, sure, was gonna, yeah. that was insane. I definitely took the over on that one. Um, all right, so... We talked a little bit about Jay, um, DeAndre, and <clears throat> excuse me, we bring it up his defense down the stretch. What do you guys think about that from him tonight? Uh, he had that great play against Embiid late in the game when Embiid went to shoot that three and he contested it. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about it was a handful of plays earlier, he had kind of sagged back off of uh, of Embiid and let him shoot one that Embiid made, and it showed. He learned, like in in the midst of the game, you know. And CP3 had had some discussions with him. He stepped up and, and did not make the same mistake back to back late in that game. And I like, I just like what you see. He he even had to guard Seth Curry at one point in that fourth quarter out near the three point line. There's not there's not many bigs that can do what he does defensively. Uh, and how well he does it, and how versatile he is. I think this Suns team right now, uh, like, they need Da to play at a high level. Yeah. They, and defensively, you see the value of having Da. Um, you know, there was a lot of rumors out there about like even maybe trading for Sabonis or something like that. Um, would you even have to sacrifice a Da for that? And when you look at it, like, yeah, Sabonis can give you some more on the offensive end, and and maybe even a few rebounds here and there, but. Um, defensively, there's not many guys in the league that can do what what Da does, like especially against a freak like J- uh, Joel Embiid. So I, I don't know. I, I just I, obviously I'm a, a big Da stand. Um, I just think that he's ultimately what's going to s- send you over the top for an NBA championship. Um, you know, and he did he did he did well tonight. I don't I wouldn't say he did great. Mm-hmm. He did he did pretty well tonight. I don't know why you don't want to open that can of worms about the the thoughts on trading DA, do you? Mm-mm. No, because <laughs> listen, if if we have to go down that road, it, listen, you wrote an article talking about if the Suns were going to if if the if there was a time to trade the DA because you don't want to commit to him, then the Suns should trade him now. Let's make it very clear. I said they should give him the max, yes, and that this shouldn't even be. A discussion, but if the team is unwilling and, to commit to, and, that. and we and, and Espo and I had a discussion about that, and I said, you know what, I disagree. I disagree because I would hold on to him for at least one more year and match whatever. Well, I don't, I don't even say match, but I disagree because you know one of Espo's mantras is you do whatever you can to win a championship this year. And yep. in my head, I'm like, if you trade Da, unless you get another superstar. 
out there back in return, then you're sacrificing a championship for this year because, A, you might ruin the chemistry on the team. B, whoever comes in, are they going to be able to fill the defensive role that DA, that DA has? And it's going to be very hard to fill those two. It just is. So in my mind, in my estimation, you might end up losing DA, but if it results in a championship this year, it would have been worth it. All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to take a break. I'm going to tell you guys about DraftKings. And then once we're done with that, we're going to name our DraftKings of the game because there we haven't talked about the we're three not. potential people who we could become our king. We, we did. did. They didn't respond. No, a lot. Pretty much I'm everybody said Mikkel. So we'll see. We had a couple for Devin in there. But let me tell you about DraftKings because the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. So bet just $5 or more and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're not a new customer, you can bet on Super Bowl 56 props instead. So DraftKings Sportsbook offers a wide range of props throughout the big game. Take your shot at winning cash by predicting props like if a non-quarterback will throw a pass, fourth down conversions, total yardage, and so much more. So if you have not already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX when you sign up, and you'll get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 or more and get 280 in free bets if your team wins using the promo code PHNX. Now, just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Well, go ahead. I was going to – the sea creature whisperer behind the Mac, uh, Sean DePaz, taught me something tonight when it comes to to gambling. He's got a reason There's the reason. Do you know what an octopus is in in gambling? Well, I do now because – Oh, you you, you were here. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently there's a prop in there about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Will an octopus uh, be part of the Super Bowl? It's plus 1,400. And my first thought was, who the hell is betting if an octopus is going to show up <laughs> in a fucking football game, right? Uh, and But it turns out an octopus is when you score a touchdown and then score the subsequent two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. So Sean taught me that about gambling tonight. Because he had to Google it too. So. Well, the question is, would you guys take that as a prop or not? At plus fourteen hundred, you damn right I would. I mean, you love those big <laughs> I, bets. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. Uh, well, so I, I just wanted to also say something because we were talking about the records and stuff like that. I the the motive for the Suns team right now, and it should not it should not change at all, is you get to the number one seed as fast as possible, and then you coast. For the rest of the season, you still play the games like you don't. But Chris Paul isn't playing 40 minutes anymore. He's not even playing 35. He's probably playing like 20 to 25. You rest him and you get ready for the playoffs because I think Monty understands how valuable that rest is going to be when you hit that stretch run. It's really a gauntlet of like eight straight weeks to try and win an NBA championship. And I think they learned their lesson a little bit last year in regards to resting Chris Paul. Um, and some of these other guys, I think they just went, they went too hard. They went too hard, and, and in the regular season, and I feel like there was cer- certain times where you could see the fatigue when they could have taken guys out. They didn't. We saw that this year where they could have taken Cam Johnson out. Mm-hmm. He got hurt. Like you got to be more careful than that. And I think Monty will will kind of calculate that as they get down the stretch. So you get to whatever that win mark is, you cement the number one seed, 
and you just fucking coast. Like, yep. Let Alfred Payton run 48 nope. minutes a game. Nope. Don't nope. care. Let's go. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. I've lived that life. Do you not That's, remember when he was the starter? Lived I, uh, We've lived that life. I, can, I don't need to be I there I conveniently <laughs> deleted that from my memory. So. Um, but they definitely do need to ease up on those minutes. Obviously, we know right now the the reasoning behind why those guys are logging such high minutes is because the team is without Landry Shamit and campaign still. So hopefully they'll return oh, yes. to action sooner because than they later. Don't have Landry Shamit, yes. Well, yes. somebody had to Landry fill those Shamit. minutes. Yes. Okay. Landry it is what it is. Shamit. Monty will tell you and, the exact same and, thing. And he's filled it basically <laughs> the same way that Landry yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, okay. Honestly, any one of us can fill it the same way, but okay. Let's go ahead and name our draft king of the game. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's time. It's none other than the one and only hometown kid, Mikel Bridges. He had 23 points tonight, four rebounds, two assists. He was 9 of 14 from the field. Um, I got a question for the Cove Crazies in the chat if you are watching this one live. Who do you think did the crown placement tonight? Take your guess. Ooh. Was it an intern? Ooh. Was it Shane? Was it Leah? Was it Sean? Who do you think? Jacob? Did did Saul bust out Photoshop and decide to put put the crown on? We don't know. <laughs> Tune in tomorrow to find out. And then uh, what do you think of the crown placement tonight? Because now this has become it, it, like a whole this competition. This is not Shane. <laughs> this is not Shane. It was me. Uh, <laughs> My old Mike, now that's how you pra- place a crown. Intern. Okay, intern. <laughs> Emma. Intern because it actually looks decent. <laughs> it was definitely Leah. It was Leah, definitely Leah. Bees, huh? bees, love, bees, you, bees, you got love for Shane. Shane did it. Fabio, Fabio said, Shane. said Shane too. A, a second intern. Manuel says intern. Um, uh, well, our interns yeah. get a lot of love. They do. <laughs> that's because that's because I insulted you did. inadvertently insulted <laughs> an intern uh, last oh night. Oh my gosh! Well, tonight um, the uh, crown placement was done by none other than Leah, the goat. The goat. Uh, Leah came in and helped us out tonight. We yeah, we had was. a feeling that you guys would be able to tell that it was Leah. Um, but, but it but is literally couldn't. like I can't even explain to you guys like Cove Crazies. This has become like a full blown competition between <laughs> all of our producers now because you guys have made this like such a covetable award to be given like good or bad crown placement night in and night out. Mine so. would have been way better just for the record. <laughs> I'm just Sean, saying. Sean, come on now. Okay. Yeah. Ready, set, go. Place a crown. Or Lindsay's bun on somebody. You're, the gauntlet has been dropped, Sean. <laughs> I'm busy producing your show. Sorry. It's like I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> so back to Mikhail Bridges. What do you guys think about the way that Mikhail Bridges was able to perform tonight? He was solid. He yeah. was efficient. He was good on both ends of the floor. Obviously, being back home in Philadelphia helps. Mm-hmm. Mama's home cooking right around the corner, even though he probably didn't get any. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, and... I just I really liked his offensive game. He's he's starting to look like the the Mikhail that we we saw more towards the end of last season, where he's aggressive. He's taking his shots when they're there. He's not deferring to anybody when he knows he has the mismatch. He did that very well tonight, um, and he was he was really good. Mikhail is becoming the guy that we had hoped he would offensively over the last handful of weeks. If they get this consistently, and Cam Johnson. Uh, gives you his, his mm-hmm. 12, 13 points a game. This team is virtually unstoppable uh, from an offensive perspective. There's, there's just no way you can answer 
all the offensive weapons that this team has when Mikhail plays this way. Just, yeah. It's impossible. Yep. Alex said Mikhail should have flexed more and yelled, this is my town. Um, I would have <laughs> loved that. I feel it's like it's so not really a Mikhail though. thing to do, <laughs> but I would love um, a little bit of more trash talk from Mikhail Bridges just because it is kind of unique. I could see Mikhail doing like the Rocky fist thing, like sarcastically <laughs> yeah. and being real sarcastic about it. But. Eric, uh, Eric Z in the chat, sir, this is a Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, let's move sure. along on that, please. Thank you. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Let's, um, I listen, I know this has been brought up in the chat quite a bit tonight. Yes, we are going to talk about it. Espo has a lot of feelings about this one. Yeah. So let's go ahead and bring up the graphic because we are going to talk about the fact that Cam Johnson did not make it into the three-point contest for Holy the All-Star game. Twitter. Listen, Shane, how or Sean, how are you going to say that you're going to be great at crown placement when you have the tiniest of tiny graphics on that screen right now? I can't, I can't read shit on there. First well, off, I, that's not my fault. Secondly... Uh, I have a lot more experience with the crown than I do placing your tweets in this Look, this He's learning. Graphic. Give him a break. I, what I can tell you is Cam Johnson is not on that list. That's right. I don't care how damn tiny it is. I can tell you that. How the hell does Carl Anthony Towns get in the freaking three-point shooting contest when Cam Johnson has the second best percentage in the whole damn league? How was he left out? And that means the Phoenix Suns, what camera are we at? Adam Silver, whoever helped make these selections. What the actual hell? Mm -hmm. The Suns have two representatives in all of All-Star Weekend, and they're the best team in the NBA by multiple games. How do you do that? How do you not have Phoenix Suns representation in the All-Star Weekend more than just Devin Booker and CP3? It's fucking asinine. Yeah, I'll go full Saul on it. It's asinine that they don't have more than two people represented. And Cam Johnson deserved to be in that three-point shooting contest. I don't know how you don't give him the invite. I mean, I get it. Going to Cleveland in the winter is punishment for most guys, but I'm sure he would have welcomed the chance to shoot in the three-point contest. I do not understand this at all how they didn't invite him. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Cam has a better three-point percentage than everyone on this list. Yes. So. He's second best in the league. I feel like we it. just need yeah, a yeah. slight slight explanation. <clears throat> like, why not? Well, it's, you know, it's what the fans want, right? This one's no, not Clay's voted not on by it. the fans, so no. <laughs> just, if not. only Jamal Murray were healthy, Cam Johnson would be in the three-point shooting contest. No. Is that how that works? No? Okay. I just, I, I seriously, though. What 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 logical explanation is there to this? There can't be one, because Cam said he wouldn't turn it down if he was invited. Yeah, he has. He's gone on record saying he would absolutely participate. I just, I do not. I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but sometimes the NBA makes it very hard to believe that there is not some bias towards Phoenix, because if there were ever a year to have multiple people in your All-Star Weekend from, from this team, it's this year. Mm -hmm. It's the best they've ever been. And you don't give me at least a three-point shooting contest? That's, that's, that's the one manual that I kind of point to. It's not really Cat. To me, it's Desmond Bain. I like Desmond Bain. I think he's a good player. But Desmond Bain is not Cam Johnson. What's the difference between the two right now? 
Cam Johnson's a far better three-point shooter. Why the fuck is Desmond Bain in this game? And also, in this gotta give the NBA, That's gotta ridiculous. give the Grizzlies their love. It's not enough that Jaw starts over Devin Booker. We need Desmond Bain in the three-point contest instead of Cam Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Shamil said the only explanation is edibles. Yeah. 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 So they were definitely high when they did this. They yes. definitely were. I mean, that's just, it's just really, it's once Coach. again, like, it go, same thing we've been saying all year. Not surprising, but very disappointing. It is, it, you know. Like, at some point in time, like, when are you just going to pay a little bit more attention and reward people for the work that they do? Who play on the Phoenix Suns, at least. Uh, a million percent. Like, listen, the Suns are a disrespected franchise. I don't know if the NBA has it out for them. Maybe the NBA is trying to stay away from them. I don't know. Maybe the why? NBA is trying to stay away from them from, because of what happened earlier in the year and this investigation. Well, and all. Why? I don't know, man. I don't know. There's no logical explanation as to why. That's the only thing I can keep coming up with is maybe they're trying to keep their distance in case the shit hits the fan. What? I don't know. It's not fair to the players. It's not fair to Monty. It's not fair to anybody in that organization that had nothing to do with that stuff. But I am saying, like, it's it's fucked up. It is absolutely fucked up. And there's no logical reason as to why. I just spit everywhere. Um, <laughs> and there's no logical reason why sons are not represented all the way from top to bottom. There should be three sons on the All-Star team. I get why there wasn't a third. There, there could be an argument made there. Fine. But the three-point contest is completely in the NBA's control, and they completely shot the bed. Cam Johnson's one of the best three-point shooters in the game. Mm -hmm. Like, not even just the Suns, the game. And they, sh they shit the bed. Like, yeah. it's just, it's uncalled for. It, it really is. There it's is, disrespectful. There is absolutely no... I don't care if you're worried about the investigation. There's no logical <clears throat> explanation to keep Cam Johnson out of this at all. There, there is none. There's not any explanation the NBA could come up with and, and explain this that that would make any sense. It, it doesn't make sense because even, I mean, MCG Blue said in the chat, look how long it took for Book to get an all-star game as a straight-up selection. Cam J being overlooked this year doesn't surprise me. The only difference, though, that you could make there, the argument that you could make there is Devin was on a losing team. And now in this situation, they're the best team in the NBA. There, Cam's but, on a winning there team. Was more, so. It was more than just Devin being on a losing team, though. Like at the time Devin was coming up, there was other guards in the in the Western Conference that were playing high equal to or at higher level yeah. on better teams, right? So then Devin Booker got good enough to where he was on a winning team. Right. But still the goalposts move as they do all the time. And Suns fans are just sick of it. They're sick of it. They're sick of the double standard. They're sick of the moving of the goalposts. They're sick of not getting the love that they feel like they deserve. Listen, if you're not a Suns fan apparently we're just not a sexy team and that's fine i don't give a shit because if we hoist that larry o'brien you will have no choice but, but to give us our, our freaking flowers oh, okay i understand oh not sexy not star power i'm sorry desmond bain luke Kennard, patty mills not sexy not on on the best <laughs> team in the nba not guys i give a shit about in my all-star weekend. Patty Mills is sexy as fuck. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Boosty in the chat said, Cam Johnson has to win a three-point contest before he gets invited to the three-point contest. <laughs> and Damn! The, the catch not a truer statement has been made ever. <laughs> this is very true. That was a really good one. That was a really good one. <sighs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so that was Espo's rant. We all feel the same way. It's really disappointing. 
We really wish that Cam was was invited to represent the Suns in that contest, but unfortunately, it's just it's just not the way the cookies crumbled this time around. But maybe next year, maybe next crumbled. year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right, Espo, it is time. Or Espo, Saul, Saul. I it's time to take too, your shot. Presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone. Five and older, and those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. We went on so many rants tonight, I completely almost forgot what I was going to talk about in the first place, but I remembered. And uh, listen, you know, last night, yesterday, uh, Espo and I were in our Discord and we were kind of going back and forth with a lot of our members about um, possible trade scenarios, who would be on the, you know, trading block, who's off limits, things of that nature. And we had talked about Sabonis. And uh, Sabonis being a, a, a possibility. And uh, there were some people in the chat that said, you guys are high and out of your mind if you think he's available. Uh, you, you're going to or it, you can't just give up what you think you're going to be able to give up to get him. And then you see a trade go down like it did today. Yeah. And you have Buddy healed, But more importantly, you gave up Tyrese Halliburton. Nobody, and even Woj said this, nobody in the league thought that Tyrese Halliburton was even available for trade. I mean, he was supposed to be the cornerstone of their franchise moving forward. And the point is, you take your shot. If you think that there's somebody out there that is going to take you to another level and, and improve this team, you take your shot because you never know how, uh, how another organization feels about said player. And you never know what they might give up or, or want to uh, get in return for that player. We've seen it a million times in the last couple of years. If you look at football, I mean, hell, DeAndre Hopkins, we fleeced the hell out of the Texans by giving up virtually nothing and a bag of chips. Like, you just never know unless you take your shot. So that's your take your shot <laughs> so, segment for this So one. Milwaukee, if you're listening, Jalen Smith is available, Giannis, and Giannis sounds very yes, good right yeah, now. Let's swap him, and <laughs> let's you can do watch this. him play on we'll Thursday night against it, you. you know. <laughs> we, we will consider it. We will consider it. Once again, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Gerald's here, everybody. Hi, Gerald. Right. Let's get him on in here. Maybe, 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 maybe Gerald. Hey, hey, Gerald, how's it going, buddy? Oh, Gerald, going full suit. All right, fancy. Look at that. I had to go all out for the last night of the back-to-back road trip, man. <laughs> That's right. So, are you tired? I'm exhausted, but I'm very. It's a good. It's a good tired. I feel that. I feel yeah, that. Gerald, I feel feeling that. the the Sega Baba. Gerald, the the environment in in the arena tonight. Uh, I assume that Philly fans knew that the best team in the NBA was was uh, right there in front of them. Uh, how did they How did they feel about the Suns? And what was uh, your overall reaction to the the game environment itself? Yeah, I mean, it was a packed house, fun crowd, very loud crowd. Um, especially early, you know, going up 14 in that third quarter, it felt like it was definitely going to be a scheduled loss in a hostile environment. You know, like during the sun starting intros, they do that thing that Philly fans always do where as soon as they yelled the, or they announced the player's name, the whole crowd just goes sucks <laughs> like at the same time. Like they always do that apparently. So uh, that was pretty funny, but nothing too bad. Honestly, I feel like a lot of the courtside fans at the Bulls game were yelling worse things, which was kind of surprising to me, but uh, really fun environment, and it just made this game all that more satisfying for the way that the Suns came back and kind of silenced the hostile crowd. Are you sitting courtside? 
I'm sitting near courtside. This is like the media tables area. This is around where I was working for the game. Were you sitting courtside yesterday? Yes. <laughs> Look at you upgrading from the <laughs> from the mid level section at at the Footprint Center. Nice. I'm doing my best. You got to fly halfway across the country to get the good seats. That's see how it is. Uh, what did Monty have to say tonight? Yeah, Monty was, I mean, obviously very impressed with the effort of his team, the way that they just didn't panic when they did fall behind 14. You know, second night of a back-to-back, tired legs, um, down against one of the best teams in the East. It'd be easy to kind of pack it in, but they didn't. And, you know, Chris Paul started the night two for 19. He started hitting shots. Devin Booker had one of the toughest on-ball defenders in the league on him and Matisse Thibel, like, and Joel Embiid was just going off and then DA really stuck it to him down the stretch there. So a lot of really little plays like Jay Crowder strip that led to the Chris Paul three, a lot of plays that he pointed to as, as showing their heart and their winning uh, mentality, just never saying die in those scenarios. Uh, what'd you see from the hometown kid tonight? Gerald McHale Bridges obviously had a really good night. I know you got to talk to his mom, correct? Yeah, I did. I talked to her uh, two nights ago and uh, talked to her for about half an hour, and that was really cool. But uh, he had a big contingent of people out here watching him warm up, and uh, Devin Booker was joking that he was like, are you sure Mikael Bridges is from Philly? Because I asked him about it. He was like, I didn't see any Villanova jerseys in the stands, so I don't know if he's really from here. So uh, he was giving him a hard time about that. But Mikael, you know, he was saying he thinks that Mikael's first game that he ever started was here in Philly, and it's just been cool to see each time that he's come back here have a better and better game from the last time. And that's always special when you can go back to your hometown in front of family and friends and play that way. And he was great for them tonight. You know, he was getting those seals, hitting some of those turnaround jumpers, um, just a really strong game. And I think it's the fourth time in the last seven where he scored at least 20. So um, pretty nice return for the hometown kid. Yeah, let, let's be honest. Sixers fans can't wear those Villanova jerseys because – because it hurts too much. Uh, they they remember that trade on draft night that they could have had McHale, but nah, they decided. Uh, what was it? Zaheer Smith was a a better uh, a better fit for them. That worked out great, didn't it? Yeah, that's Hindsight rough. Twenty twenty. So that's what they, that's what they say. Right. Um, so Gerald, I know that we saw big minutes, of course, from Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges tonight. Uh, you talked with Monty about Chris Paul specifically, more so his minutes than anyone else's. And Monty mm. said that he would tell him if he needed a rest. I don't buy <laughs> it. Do you? <laughs> I mean, to a certain extent, I don't. I, I think, you know, he also mentioned it's just kind of a product of where their backcourt is right now with Landry and, and campaign both being out. The Alfred Payton minutes were pretty unsteady again tonight. So they're just having to play him a little bit more. 42 on the second night of a back-to-back is a lot for a 36-year-old. Um, but he said he was talking to him throughout the game and trying to pull him. And Chris was saying, like, Coach, I'm good. Like, I got this. I'm good. So hopefully this isn't one of those things where the stubbornness of, of wanting to compete and be out there comes back to hurt them. But, um, you know, Monty said he's an impeccable athlete who takes immense care of his body. And so – you know, the, the whole vegan thing always comes into play here. And he's done a great job of staying in shape. And aside from a few flukish playoff injuries, staying healthy the last few years. Gerald, uh, the chat is uh, calling you that name again, just so you're I know. Uh, <laughs> he's the girth god. It's all good. <laughs> Apparently, they've taken to calling me the hump as well. The so, hump and the girth. The hump and the girth. So... <laughs> 
I, I've been this. I didn't uh, see that. I've joined you in your own personal hell as well. Just wanted you. To I don't know, Gerald. I, you know, I, I know girth may feel like a negative connotation, but I think you should just embrace it because clearly the chat has embraced it. We're embrace the girth. Yeah, we're just gonna until the next. Day. Embrace, embrace the, the girth. girth. We should put that on our shirt. Please God. Oh my God! Oh, yes, no. please yes. No. embrace the girth. No. Oh, God, no. I'm gonna say no. Chat on that is one. all about it. He's, hello says he's the girthinator. <laughs> don't don't you just miss being being in person for this? So Code I JJM, do. sorry, no, I'm going to change the subject. Code JJM <laughs> hit us with a 1999 super chat. Thank you, Code JJM, and said Lou Dort has a cheap contract and should be a priority over Eric Gordon. Maybe Kenrich Williams could be added to that package as well. Gerald, before we let you go, we'll get your thoughts, gentlemen. Your thoughts as well. Go ahead, Gerald. Yeah, so Lou Dort, it would be phenomenal. He's an elite defender. He's a guy who's drastically improved his three-point shot. I don't know that he's going to be available. The Thunder like him as part of their young core. I don't see them, you know, unless you're willing to offer something crazy like two first-round picks and a young player that they like, I think he's on one of the best bargain contracts in the NBA right now. You're not going to be able to get that from the Thunder without giving up a, a pretty substantial return, I feel like. What about Jalen Smith and a first-round pick? You don't. You think it's going to take two? You you don't think one will do it? I don't know. I, I feel like it'd have to be a valuable first rounder, and I don't know that a 2024 first rounder is going to get the job done. I, I think they really like him as part of their younger core that they're building. He's a really good two-way piece that's kind of rising up through the ranks. I, I just don't see – Kenrich Williams, I think he'll be available, but I don't know about Lou Dort. Uh, Kenrich Williams, the – the Suns nerd Twitter uh, wet dream there. Uh, hopefully it happens just to to make all of them happy as well. Look, uh, yeah, I think I'm with Gerald. I don't see Lou Dort being in play. But, uh, you know, offer to remove the protection on that pick that's going to OKC already in the Chris Paul deal. I feel pretty safe with that. What do you guys think? All right, yeah. then. Your dead silence says everything. <laughs> Gerald, uh, before we let you go, is there anything else that kind of stood out to you in talking with Monty and the players tonight? Yeah, I think just the immense respect between Devin Booker and Matisse Thibel and just the respect for Thibel's defense. This is something I'm going to be writing about tomorrow because they have had some fun individual matchups. If you remember the last game against Philly in Philly, uh, Devin Booker, Thibel had him clamped down for most of the game and then Book escaped in that last minute or two and carried them to the win. So. This was another good battle, and this time Booker got the the upper hand. Uh, apparently, someone from the Sixers asked Matisse about how what's it like to guard Devin Booker, and he said, "Um, he's really good." <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, it's cool to yeah, it, it's cool the respect that they have. And actually, I asked Book whether he gets up for kind of those matchups against elite defenders, and he was like, "I wasn't hyped until you asked me about it last night, and then I got hyped for it." So for all the Suns fans watching. I am the reason that Devin Booker went off tonight, and that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> Thanks, Gerald. Gerald, go eat Frank's steaks. You're going to love it. Have a good time. We'll see you soon. Right. Party Appreciate on, it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, over under 0.5. The Suns are going to make a trade by the deadline. <sighs> I'm kind of feeling like they won't. Yes, there will be a move. Yeah, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it'll be major, but there will be some move. The okay. Sun, you think the Suns will make yes. a move? There is no reason to keep keep Jalen Smith on this roster. Absolutely none. So if you can get something 
for him that that's a little bit more proven or some some guy that may be able to fill in uh, you know that that guard role that you're looking at that you need as a third string point guard uh, the buyout market's really i think where you're going to see maybe somebody that that helps a little bit more but i still think jalen smith isn't on this roster because there's really no point to it when you decided to to turn down the the option, there's no point in keeping. Well, him I think the reason why it's going to be hard to trade Jalen Smith is because the fact that the Suns did turn down that option. Mm-hmm. So now it's if you really did like Jalen Smith, why not wait until the season's over and make a I run mean, out of that? It? That's fair. I mean, that's fair as well. So I just, I, that's that's also part of the conundrum of why it was kind of dumbfounding that they turned down that option. So you didn't feel like he was the future. That's cool, but you also kind of screwed yourself. Because now he's not as desirable of a trade piece as he once was. Yeah, I do think that somebody may get get cut to turn Ish Wainwright into a uh, into a non two way deal, so he's playoff eligible just in case you need him as well. If if Abdel Nader just isn't going to be, uh, uh, you know, if he's just not going to be healthy, you might as well cut him. Or or even as much as this pains me, Frank, mm-hmm. if that's the case. Yeah. Because you want to have as many options as possible on this yeah. roster come playoffs. I uh, also quick, just wanted to say that I did shout out Roro earlier in the, in I was the show. Just there, say Tracy. Fish. Ro's watching. Hi, Ro. <laughs> that is Espo's little one. Um, in case you guys are new to the show. Oh, and, and hi heard. to my wife Tracy too. Yes. I should probably say that as well. Mom's running the actual YouTube page. <laughs> yeah, just and we're glad in. that you got good news today. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so that's about it. You guys have anything else from the game? No, it's time uh, for Milwaukee and bring yeah. those fuckers here to let's do it. We just Mi- said Roe is watching Mr. the show. Oh, Mr. Saul apologizes. Ro, do this real quick. Muffs. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Fuck the Bucks. <laughs> Good Lord. The only hey. thing that I, I want to bring up outside of tonight's game is did y'all see the Brooklyn Nets just get their butts handed to them. 28 the to 2 to start the game. Well, listen, Insane. listen. Insane. I mean. Javon Carter had six threes tonight. I think that's what Brittany said in the chat. This is what TNT gets for not scheduling the Suns. The Suns are the best Seven. team in the NBA. I don't care how many times in a row the Suns have played on on TNT. They, they, they deserve the respect of playing on TNT every single time that they're available to play on TNT. But no, they had to choose the Nets and the Celtics. Yikes. <laughs> I was just so shocked when I saw that come up on my You thought it was line. fake. I You're did. Like, I was like, is, is this, this real? Is this fake? No. no uh, it's yeah, not. so just a little shout out to the Brooklyn Nets for that one because that one was an interesting one for sure. Apparently, TNT did cut switch to over our to game, the Suns game. <laughs> which I would have done at 28 to 2 in the first quarter. Oh, uh, yeah. They probably <laughs> should have come over a lot earlier than that one, but you know. Guess better late than never. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We appreciate you as always. Don't forget to check out gophnx.com. As we mentioned during the show, Espo wrote an article over there. Gerald mentioned he's going to have a new article up tomorrow. He had one posted today. Um, If you have not become a member yet, consider doing so. Just check it out. Poke around the site. Uh, Learn all about the information that we provide. The uh, we have yeah. three we have new shirts that we're about to drop. Oh, they're gonna be special! Oh, it's gonna be awesome! Yeah. So excited for 
all three of them, but uh, there's one in particular that you guys are going to love. So. I've seen two of the three. I'm still working on getting to see the third one, oh. but from what I hear, they're really great. And the you've two seen, that I've seen, you've I seen like. two? I've only seen one. Well, okay, seen I haven't seen okay. two. I all guess right. I've just heard the concept okay. of two. That's I've fun. seen one. Um, but they're pretty cool. So, uh, keep an eye out for Hello. those. Hello. They are not girthy. All right. <laughs> no, uh-huh. they are not girthy. Not yet. Um, but yeah, thanks again for tuning in. We are, as Saul mentioned yesterday, tomorrow, we're going to be kind of fluid. So if a trade does happen, keep an eye out for us going live shortly after more so for a bigger trade. If it's a small minor move, we'll probably wait and hold off a little bit on that one. Um, but yeah. We're a little fluid this week just because of the trade deadlines. So just stay tuned to our Twitter pages and all of that kind of stuff. That's where we'll be able to provide some of that information for you guys. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter, the show at PHNX underscore Suns, myself at Lindsay Smith AZ, Saul at Saul underscore Bookman, Gerald at Gerald Bourget, and of course, Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just remember, this time of year, everybody's available, even if they say they're not. Ahoy, ahoy.